So today, inshallah, in this brief reminder, I want to go through something that usually is considered as a confusion within many of us when it comes to relationships. And subhanAllah, when you talk about, you know, just talking to people and just listening to cases and people's problems and so forth, I have come to understand that when it comes to abuse in a relationship, there are many types of abuses. There can be physical abuse, there can be psychological abuse, there is verbal abuse, there is emotional abuse, there is financial abuse, there's so many different types of abuses. And I think, first of all, when you talk about abuse in general, if you study each one of these abuses, all this can fall under the category of dhulm and oppression. And oppression in itself, as we all know, there is no room in our deen for oppression. As the Prophet ﷺ, he says in a hadith, on the day of judgment, at a time when we need the nur of when we need the nur of our good deeds, when we need nur to get through the stages of the akhirah, Allah subhanahu wa taala is telling us that a person who has committed zulm against anyone else, these things will cause a uh, these things will be a means of darkness for this person on the day of judgment. And not only that, but the Prophet, I mean Allah subhanahu wa taala in the hadith Qudsi, he says, Ya ibadi inni haramtu zulm ala nafsi. He says that uh, I have made dhulm haram upon myself. If anyone says that on the day of judgment Allah will do dhulm against anyone, if anyone claims that Allah does dhulm against any particular individual, Allah says in the Quran, Allah does not do dhulm against anyone. Even in the hereafter, if anything happens to us in the hereafter, it is not because Allah does zulm on us, it is a result of our own doing. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala puts a person in Jahannam, it's not because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is trying to do zulm against that person, it is because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saw their, their deeds and He showed them their deeds and as a result of their deeds, that's why they're in that situation. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us all, inshallah, on the day of judgment. But the point is that when we talk about abuse, abuse is not allowed in any situation. So the question is that many people, they hear the word emotional abuse and they ask, what is emotional abuse? And there are many different forms and shapes of, of emotional abuse. Today, inshallah, I'll just go through two, three. I want to keep this inshallah short. And then inshallah, next week we'll go through some other types of emotional abuse. The one type of emotional abuse that happens often, subhanAllah, happens often in our marriages, are threats. And there are different kind of threats that take place. See, there was a time in a situation where often women were homemakers. They were staying at home. They were taking care of their home. They were raising children. They never had jobs. They never had careers. They never had, you know, an education and so forth. Because most of the time they were raised because they were taught to be mothers down the road. Now, what happened was that eventually, what would have happened in many cases is that the threats were coming primarily from the husband's side to the wife's side. The husband was making threats against the wife. And today there are different kind of threats that the wife are also making towards the husband. But let's go through those threats first. The first type of threat that will usually come from the husband side towards the wife would be generally, if you don't listen to me, I will divorce you. And usually what would happen is that a woman would think that if I get divorced, because in the cultures that many of us we come from, divorce is considered as a severe taboo. And it does not, people will not see whose fault it was. 
If a woman is divorced, it is a means of humiliation in the society for herself, and not only that, but for her parents. So a lot of times, the woman would think that if I get divorced, that it's going to be a means of humiliation for my parents and for many other people in my family, and I don't want to put my family through that kind of situation. So then they would just stay quiet and they would endure that zulm over and over again. And there are many cases like this I've heard. And then not only that, but the, but the threats would also be such as, if you don't listen, then perhaps I will take another spouse. Or if you don't listen, I will cut you off financially and so forth. So once again, these are threats. This is a type of emotional abuse. And once again, we don't find this ever from Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. We don't find this from any of the sahaba radiallahu anhum. Now in this day and age, there are, other different, there are different types of threats that are coming now from the women's side towards the men's side. And once again, these are threats that are absolutely, that are absolutely prohibited and they're not allowed anywhere in our deen. But because society and the court system has given women so much power, so much authority, and so much leverage that it does not see who is right and who is wrong. Just like there was a time where people would not see, if a woman was divorced, they would not see who's right and who's wrong. Likewise here, the court system does not see who's right and who's wrong. All they do was that they have taken the stance that the women are always innocent, the man is always the perpetrator, and usually now women are using this as leverage for themselves. And we find that in many marriages, even though the woman would be wrong, there are many cases I have heard of, I would not say many, but there are few, but just because I've heard few means that there are out there more, that where women have cheated on their husband, and it happens in our, forget about non-Muslims, it happens in our Muslim community, by the way, okay? If you think that we have such a picture-perfect society, no, we don't have a picture-perfect society. There is infidelity happening on both ends. Husband towards wives, husbands cheating on their wives, and wives cheating on their husband. Now, let's just say there's a situation where the wife has cheated on the husband, and, she, and the husband says, well, you know what? If this is who you are, I want to get out of this marriage. The threat is... If you try to get out of this marriage, I'll take all your money. If you try to get out of this marriage, I will go to court and I will lie. And there are many cases where women have gone to court because they realize and they understand that the system is on their side. So they manipulate the system. They will cheat the system and they will lie openly in court to the judge not realizing that they have to answer to Allah on the day of judgment, but they will lie to the judge, they will lie to the in the court system, and then they will threaten their husbands that they will take everything from them, they will take their children from them, they will take everything that they have from them. And this is completely haram. Any kind of threats that comes from the husband's side to the, towards the wife is haram. Because we're talking about, and once again, don't, don't misunderstand me when I say haram, that drinking is haram, that all this on the same, is on the same wavelength as haram. Zulm in itself is haram. You will not see something like this from Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Even when the Prophet was even contemplating the idea of divorcing Hafsa radiallahu anha, there was a situation like this. But Jibreel came, he intervened, he vouched, for Hafsa radiallahu ta'ala anha, and the Prophet decided to keep Hafsa radiallahu anha. But even if Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, the man that we look up to, the one that we emulate, the one that we follow, and we refer to him as a uswa hasana, but we do nothing 
which is like Rasulullah If there's ever a situation where a man says, I need to step away and I need to get out of this marriage, there is a right way of doing it and there's a wrong way of doing it. Simple as that. And if a wife says, I cannot be in this marriage anymore, there's a right way of doing it and there's a wrong way of doing it. And subhanAllah, today when it comes to our Muslim community members, deen is for everyone else. Deen is not for me. Deen is for everyone else. But when it comes to me, I don't have to practice deen. I can do things the way I want. And you find people, you find men, you find women who come to the masjid and they threaten their spouse in this way. And not only that, but they have gone and they have lied in court. And there are times where you see women also taking the children away from their fathers and the fathers have no access to them and so forth. This is haram. This is dhulm. And a woman who, a woman who does this to her husband, she has to... Be, she has to stand before Allah on the day of judgment. You, she can go and lie in a court. And she can make a fool out of the judge. And she can make a fool out of everyone. But she cannot fool Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of judgment. So that is why when it comes to threats from the husband's, to, from the husband's side to the wife or the, for, or the opposite side, we have to be aware that we have to stand before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of judgment. And the third type of threats that happen in a family is when... The child wants to do something that is right. And the parents realize that this child of mine, this teenager son of mine, this teenager daughter of mine, they are financially dependent on me. So what do the parents do? If you do something, if you do this, and the child wants to do something that is right, if you do this, I will financially cut you off. Once again, when we talk about threats in a family... It usually comes from the position of power. It comes from the position of authority. If a person says, I'm in a position of authority, that no one can question my authority, then that is when you will have these kind of situations. And we all have to realize that when you think that you're in a position of authority, then remind ourselves that there is someone who has more authority than us. And that is who? That is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He has more authority over us. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He controls every single aspect of our life. When a person does zulm, they won't get away with this zulm in this dunya or in the akhirah. So this is something that, this is a type of emotional abuse that happens a lot in our families. The next one is, which I have labeled as moodiness. Okay? And I'm not saying that, you know, having a mood is considered as an emotional abuse. But there are situations where you see what's happening in many families. And this is the last one, inshallah. There are many others. I will cover them next week, inshallah. But what happens usually is that there is abuse that takes place. And the abuse is usually there are threats. There is anger. There is insulting. We, you know, there's a lot of like verbal abuse that takes place. And what we do is that we demoralize the next person, the other person. So the, so the person who is in more of position of power within a marriage, it could be the husband, it could be the wife. They feel like that I can abuse the other. I can say things, I can destroy their confidence, I can say whatever I want. And then what they do is they know. See, the, the perpetrator... There's, a, there's the, the person who is committing the act, and then you have the victim. The person who's committing the act understands that the victim has nowhere to go. And they have to keep the victim happy in a certain capacity. So what they do is, they will abuse them, abuse them, abuse them, until they are shattered internally. And then they will come and give them a small gift. And then they will come and do something that is nice. Now, for a person, you might think that, well, you know what, isn't this good? He did something that is wrong. But he's not apologizing. But subhanAllah, what we don't realize is 
an emotional abuser understands what they're doing. They know what they're doing internally. See, this is one thing that we all have to understand. When a person does something wrong, they know deep down inside they're doing something that is wrong. They, you cannot tell, you cannot say a person is doing something that is wrong and they have no clue what they're doing is wrong. They know what they're doing is wrong. And what they do is that they will destroy a person and then give them few gifts. And then, you know, like, you know, when you, when you do fishing, you throw your, you throw your rod and then, and what that, what they do is that they destroy their wife or their husbands and then they will just reel them in, give them a small gift give them something small, bring them in. As soon as they come in, again destroy them. They go far away. Destroy their confidence, say things that are completely nasty, completely that is mean, completely unheard of and so forth, and then give them a gift. And then again, reel them in. Come, 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 come. And this, what it does is, it destroys a person internally. It destroys a person internally. It destroys their confidence. And this happens often with our children too, by the way. We will say things to our children and then give them something small. And what happens is that it destroys their confidence because one thing is that you can break a, uh, someone inside and by giving them something like a gift or something of that type does not repair the confidence that you have broken inside them. This internally that they have is gone. And what you have done is that you're starting to make them numb inside. You're starting to make them like, you know, they cannot feel anything inside going forward. So what we do is that we destroy our kids. Even if a husband does this to his wife, which is completely wrong, we don't realize that we're doing the same thing to our kids also. And even if we're not doing it explicitly to our kids, then our kids are watching this fiasco happening inside the house. And that's why it, then it destroys them also. Because one thing that we have to realize that when it comes to kids in this day and age, they see everything. See, a long time ago when we saw them in our families, we thought that it was part of life. We thought that it was part of life. We thought that this is normal for a man to do, to, for example, to physically show them towards their wife. It was normal. People thought that this was the norm. Although this was not the norm because people would not talk about it overseas. For many of us who came from overseas, we would not talk about these kind of things. But in this day and age, our kids, wallahi, you'll be shocked how our kids are so smart about these kind of things. They see every single thing. And because they are exposed to social media, and because they are exposed to this society, and then when they see what they see in the family, you think that our kids don't know anything, they know so much more than you can possibly imagine. And they put two and two together. And they go outside and they talk to their friends and so forth. And by the way, if you think that your, your kids are... I'm not saying all kids do this, but majority of the kids, if you think that your kids are not going outside and talking about you to others, you're completely delusional. When kids have something bottled inside their heart, it starts to, you know when a, when a, water, when a, when a cup of water is over full, then the water begins to pour out. Likewise, when a child's heart is filled with so much rage, so much anger, so much frustration and so forth, it begins to it begins to overflow and it begins to come out a little here, a little there. So that is why. Now, of course, when we talk about, you know, these kind of things, of course, you know, when we talk about mood in general, of course, a husband and wife should always care for each other's mood. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa even knew the mood of Aisha radiallahu anha. That is why he said to Aisha, I know when you're upset with me and I know when you're angry with me. When, I mean, and happy with me. When you are happy with me, you say by the rub of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa And when you're upset with me, you say by the rub of 
Ibrahim alayhi salam. You don't even take my name. It shows that this is your mood. But even Rasulullah understood the mood of his wife. And a wife should understand the mood of her husband. And that means that we need to talk about what we talk about, how we talk about, when to talk about something. This is all depending on the mood of a person. You know a person is extremely angry or upset or they're emotional at a particular situation. You know that human se I mean, common sense says, don't talk to them about such and such thing. One is having a mood. There's nothing wrong in having moods. We all have moods. And then there's mood swings and so forth that, you know, we as husbands, we should always be careful of when it comes to our women and so forth. But I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a type of abuse where you destroy a person internally and then you feel like I can give them a gift and then bring them in and they feel like that you, you have love for them, but you don't have any love for them and you abuse them over and over again this way. So these are two types of emotional abuse that today, inshallah, I'm sharing with you, inshallah, next week, inshallah, there's a few other types of emotional abuse that we see often within our families, inshallah. We'll talk about them next week, inshallah. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect us from doing dhulm and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us from being the victim of anyone else's dhulm. Ameen Rabbil Alameen. Wa jazakumullah khair. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. إِنَّ الْمُسْلِمِينَ وَالْمُسْلِمَاتِ وَالْمُؤْمِنِينَ وَالْمُؤْمِنَاتِ وَالْقَانِتِينَ وَالْقَانِتَاتِ وَالصَّادِقِينَ وَالصَّادِقَاتِ وَالصَّابِرِينَ وَالصَّابِرَاتِ وَالْخَاشِعِينَ وَالْخَاشِعَاتِ والخاشعين والخاشعات والمتصدقين والمتصدقات والصائمين والصائمات والحافظين فروجهم والحافظات والذاكرين الله كثيرا والذاكرات أعد الله لهم مغفرة وأجرا عظيما